are listening to the Rooted by Coco Let's Heal podcast, where I aim to help women heal, overcome trauma, escape the cycle of unhealthy relationships and thinking patterns, and break through limiting psychological and spiritual barriers. I want to inspire and empower women to grow, to love themselves, to increase their faith and relationship with God, and live purpose-driven lives fueled by happier and healthier versions of themselves. I am so happy to have you here and thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast. I am your host, Kalina Carlisle, CEO, Certified Life, Health and Nutrition Coach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Let's Heal podcast with your girl Kalina. So today we're going to be talking about the psychological impact of narcissistic abuse. All right, so we're going to talk about the way narcissistic abuse can impact you psychologically and what type of toll that can take on you, take on you mentally um, and emotionally. Okay. And so first way that narcissistic abuse can, um, take a toll on you is going to be causing anxiety. Okay. Um, if you're someone who before you've been in a narcissistic relationship, never even dealt with anxiety. Um, but then once you're in that relationship and you've been through the abuse cycle at least once or two times, you might to realize that you start to de- um, develop levels of anxiety. Um, and this anxiety can come from the fact that you've been gaslit a lot, you've been denied reality, you've been um, abused, you've been cheated on. Um, over time, when you're going through these cycles and you're being abused by the narcissist, typically because of fear of whether it's to respond to them a certain way or you just start to doubt yourself and lose your own identity and lose the confidence and lose the person that you are, you can start to develop anxiety, okay? You can start to develop anxiety about just being you, about standing up for yourself, about responding. You can have anxiety about making decisions just because now you've been in a relationship, in an abusive relationship that has denied you reality for so long, or that has um, forced you to believe that standing up for yourself, speaking about your own opinion or voicing your own opinion is wrong. And so now you've developed these um, anxiety issues, okay? And along with anxiety can come depression right so if you're in a narcissistic relationship it is not a healthy relationship it's not a good relationship one because the relationship is only self-serving and it's only serving one party you the victim are the server and the narcissist is the one being served and they see you as supply they see you as fuel for their narciss their narcissism and so over time, when you're in a relationship where you're not being served, where you're, there's not an equal balance, a back and forth, give and take, because again, they're the taker and you, the abuse, is the giver. Depression will start to set in 
because one you're starting to get taken advantage of you're starting to feel yourself starting to be silenced your needs starting to be overlooked or pushed down and minimized you're starting to feel this um, anxiety that's starting to creep up this level of uh, low self-worth is starting to increase in you whether it wasn't there before or it wasn't there as much before and it's getting a little bit stronger um, and you can start to become insecure depending on the type of narcissist that you're dealing with um, um, that depression that anxiety can come from um, several different factors okay um, so like if you have someone who's a, a serial cheater or someone who cheats on you um, it can come from that the anxiety the depression now you're sad now you're insecure now you're hurt because this person has been cheating on you whether it was once twice or habitually and that can take a huge toll on a person now if you're doing, dealing with a narcissist who is outright abusing you physically like beating you um definitely anxiety and depression can come for that because now someone is violating your personal space someone is hurting you physically okay and that takes a huge huge toll on a person okay it doesn't mean that what a person does to someone mentally and emotionally is not a huge toll on a person because it is trust me I know we have a saying that words don't hurt but sticks break my bones I don't even know how to say it anymore but <laughs> you know that old saying but honey when you deal with a narcissist and you've been in a relationship with them like words can hurt and depending on what type of person you are like whether you're dealing with some codependency issues or some low self-esteem issues or some insecure issues, like those words are going to hurt you. That mental and emotional abuse is going to hurt you. Okay. Um, another thing that can happen um, or a psychological impact of narcissistic abuse is PTSD. Yes, like you can get PTSD from being with a narcissist and I did not know this until <laughs> I left my um my marriage with a narcissist like it is so real because of the trauma you experience the abuse that you experience like you can naturally develop PTSD okay when you're in this fight or flight response that's triggered within you okay and so I know you guys heard the saying where like sometimes being with the narcissist can cause like this crazy making behavior and it's not that you're crazy but you start to be very alert very defensive very like feeling the need to defend yourself all the time and react a certain way like maybe you were just this sound-minded peaceful happy little butterfly before the relationship and now like towards the end of the relationship or mid relationship, now you're just like, ah, 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 you know, like responding and doing things that you typically wouldn't do. You know, you have this anxiety, this anger, this resentment, this sadness. Now you're crying here and there, crying spells, like things are happening to you. and You don't even understand what it is. It's because you are being abused is because there is trauma deep trauma someone that is emotionally mentally 
abusing you takes a huge toll on your psyche because when someone is gaslighting you when someone is manipulating you they are basically taking your mind and denying your reality they are telling you even though you know something happened they're telling you no it did not happen and you're just like it happened and over time, the more this person does that to you, the more you start to doubt yourself. Maybe, maybe it didn't happen. I know I seen him. Like I saw him in the red shirt. Like he was in the red shirt, but he said he wasn't in the red shirt. He said that wasn't him, but it was him in the red shirt. <laughs> like, like, or you have factual evidence, factual evidence. Like, honey, you withheld money from me or honey, like, I, I saw you at this event, like there is a picture of you right here at this event or at this place when you said you weren't there and they deny, deny, deny. And that will turn you crazy in itself. And that's just like surface level. Like some narcissists can take gaslighting to deeper levels, whole other levels, like every little thing they will try to gaslight you. They will try to manipulate you. They will try to control you. And over time, this will take a toll on you because you will no longer start to trust yourself. You won't for sure trust them. But you won't trust yourself even because you're like, wow, like what is happening? Like, am I truly seeing what I'm seeing? Or is, am I crazy? Like, is this person right and, and I'm wrong? Okay, it can kind of start to flip your mind to blame for you to start blaming yourself for things that are happening in a relationship. Like a personal experience for me, like it got to a point in my marriage where I was being cheated on and like I found ways to blame myself and he found ways <laughs> to blame me, you know, and I internalized it and I was like, yep, you know what? It is my fault. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that I did X, Y, and Z and that you had to do B, Y, and D, you know, because of the fact <laughs> that of what I did, which I did nothing wrong, you know, but in that trauma mind that I was in or that trap mind that I was in, I thought it was my fault and I blamed myself. It took a lot of therapy, a lot of healing for me to realize, you know, like, it's not your fault. Like my therapist is like, no, it had nothing to do with you. It was not your fault. You know, and when something like that is happening to you, when you are starting to blame yourself, you're starting to feel guilty, you're starting to carry the shame, you're starting to deny truth for yourself. Like that takes a huge toll on you. And if someone is abusive, someone is hurting you physically, like that can cause PTSD too. Because now let's say you're in a, a similar situation. Someone just raises their hand up and now you respond and react so quickly because you think that person is going to hit you. Okay. And the same thing for emotional, you get out there, you've been lied to, to the person that's supposed to value you and appreciate you and protect you the most. And now you get out there and you have other relationships outside of those romantic relationships or um, close relationships. And now you have distrust for others. Now, when someone else says something that is similar to what the narc said to you, you might 
you know, buck up a little bit or feel tense in your body or, you know, feel that you have to react a certain way or defend yourself because you have been doing it so much with the narcissist. Okay. Another psychological impact of narcissistic abuse is a loss of or loss of sense of self. Okay. And self worth. Yes. If you haven't already um, in your relationship with a narcissist and maybe you're within the relationship or if you're leaving the relationship, okay? But if you realize that you are in a relationship with them and you're starting to realize like, man, I'm starting to feel less and less like myself. Like I am not the same confident person, like happy person that I used to be. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Like, I don't know what I want anymore. I don't know where I'm heading anymore. Like, I'm not even as you know, happy and excited about my own passions and my own dreams anymore, like, then that right there is a sign that you are starting to lose your sense of self, and that you are starting to plummet in self worth. Okay. Um, it's really important to take a step back and assess. Okay, do am I starting to feel less and less like myself and feel more consumed in this other person? Do I feel like my life is wrapped around making this person happy, not disappointing this person, catering to this person's every need? Do I feel myself starting to look at myself in the mirror and not even value and love what is there anymore? Okay, and if that's true for you, that right there is showing you how you are starting to deteriorate how you are starting to put yourself last bury yourself and allow this person to take the forefront okay another psychological impact of narcissistic abuse is just your inability to forgive yourself yes that shame that guilt that comes from allowing yourself to be in a narcissistic relationship. The shame that happens because of the blaming that they do to you or the abuse that you do to you. Maybe, maybe you know, when you were younger or before, you're like, I would never be in a relationship where someone abuses me. I would never let a man or a woman or someone talk to me this way. I would never let someone harm me in this way. And now you are. Now you are allowing someone to abuse you and hurt you. And I just want you to know right now, like to not be hard on yourself, have some compassion, because so many of us have said, I would never <laughs> and I, I never let anything happen, or I would never do this, or I would never let that happen. And as I get older, that is like the probably the worst thing you can say, because there is no such thing as I would never do something, because you have no idea what you would do, what would happen if the situation came about in your life. All right. And so have compassion for yourself because even the strongest have failed to narcissistic abuse. Even the strongest have been abused. Okay. And we are all different people, all different walks of life. Everybody's going to experience different things. But if you're someone who's dealing with narcissistic abuse, you are not alone. I am someone who's dealt with it. And there are so many other people out here who have dealt with it. Okay. So 
the inability to forgive yourself is a sign that you are definitely um, or have, if not in it, experienced narcissistic abuse. Okay. Um, And it's going to be really important once you get back on your road to recovery and your healing journey that you're going to have to learn to forgive yourself, forgiving yourself for allowing the abuse to happen, forgiving yourself for, you know, even sometimes how you responded and how you reacted to some of the things that the narcissist did to you. So you probably did things that you probably didn't like or didn't want to do. Um, Maybe you picked up addictions or habits that you probably never would have done um, if you hadn't have been with someone who was abusive. And to deal and cope with the abuse, to deal with the pain that you were going through, maybe you developed a drinking problem, an eating problem, or some type of problem and addiction that you use to just kind of cope with that. And If that's something you did, sometimes you may find yourself feeling guilty about that, but it's going to be really, really important to forgive yourself. Maybe you said some things, you exploded in a way that you didn't want to explode, or you talked down to someone in a way that you didn't want to talk down to them uh, because they probed you or because they've abused you and manipulated you for so long that you finally snapped. Okay. Learning to forgive yourself is going to be very important. Um, especially when you start your road to recovery. Okay. Another um, psychological impact of narcissistic abuse is going to be emotional lability, meaning having mood swings, irritability, depersonalization. Okay. And that just goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about that kind of crazy making thing that happens um, with people who have dealt with narcissists um, doesn't mean you're crazy. It's just, I know the word sounds bad, but it's just throwing you off your A game. Okay. Making you more emotional and more reactive than you would have been before. Okay. And so now you probably have um, low levels of emotional regulation. You're unable to control your emotions the same way that you used to be. Um, You're highly on defense. You're easily offended. Maybe you're now more highly sensitive to criticism and different things like that. And you could have had some of these things even before the uh, relationship, but now they're heightened in the relationship because of the abuse. Okay, so just kind of notice that like if you're noticing that you're a little bit more irritated, you're less happy, you're having a lot more mood swings, or maybe you're starting to feel a little bipolar or different things like that, or you're starting to um, separate from your old self, who you used to be like, you're no longer who you used once used to be. Okay, like that is a very good sign that you are um, having some psychological impacts of narcissistic abuse. Okay. Um, another issue or impact could be trust issues, your inability to trust yourself, your inability to trust other people. All right. Um, because this person has violated you on so many levels, especially your trust with maybe lying, gaslighting and manipulation, um, denying your reality, it can cause you to have a lot of trust issues. You know, you might not be able to trust other people. Um, and if, you know, you're a woman and it was your husband or your significant other, you may not be able to trust men for a while because of the fact that like this person violated you in 
in the way that they did. And I just here to say that like, just because this person was a narcissist that you dated or this or or the few that you dated before, because sometimes it can be a cycle and you can go from one relationship to the one relationship of the same personality. And I like to call this a, the same pain, a different face. Okay. If that happens too, like that does not mean that all men are like this. It doesn't mean that at all. There are good men out there. There are people out here who are not suffering from this personality disorder. Okay. We just, ladies, we just got to work on ourselves. We got to heal. We got to go deep and we got to get these, this, this, the trauma out of there. That way we can stop being magnets for these narcissistic men, these people that are going to take advantage of our vulnerabilities and insecurities. Okay. Um, so yes, so you might notice that you even not, you don't trust yourself. And that's simply because you've been denied your reality, because you've been told that what you think is true is not true. And over time, you won't trust yourself. And then maybe because you're in this relationship, you may be fearful to even make a decision to be in another relationship. You're like, man, I'm Oh, messed up two times now and got with the wrong people that have abused me and hurt me. Like, I don't, I don't trust myself to make a decision anymore. Like, you know what? I, I, at this point, I, I can't be in a relationship. Love just ain't for me. Okay. Um, and that right there um, can just kind of hinder you from being able to be vulnerable with the right person in the future. Okay. Another psychological impact of narcissistic abuse is people pleasing. Okay. Um, again, people, I say this very lightly because depending if you were a codependent in the beginning, um, you could have already been someone who was suffering from people pleasing just because of your own childhood trauma or your family tra trauma and the f your family dynamics as you were raised. Okay. And so maybe you already grew up with this people pleasing mentality where you felt the need to um, people please to get the validation and approval from people um, to make you feel good about yourself. That's where you got your self esteem and your self worth from. Okay. So this could be something that you're already doing. Um, again, it can be heightened um, and it definitely won't be cured. If you're in a narcissistic um, relationship, because the narcissistic feeds off of that people pleasing mentality, they need the approval, the applause and the <clears throat> the praise of people. And so people pleasers are perfect for narcissists because they know you're going to do anything and everything to praise them to serve them, to make them feel good, to give them the supply that they need, okay? And this is why they are so attracted to codependence. This is why they're attracted to people who are insecure or have low self-esteem. Again, that does not mean that they will not try to go after someone who is confident, okay? Someone who does have high self-esteem, 
boom, 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 and things like that, because there are narcissists who love challenges and they thrive off of challenges. And so they will go after that, okay, and feed off of that. Because to them, if they can conquer someone who has high confidence and who is secure in who they are, like that is a win. Okay, like if they can take you down and you like this radiant, beautiful sunflower that's super confident and amazing, like and they can get you. Oh, let me tell you what that will do for their confidence. Okay, (laughs) what type of supply that will give them? Amazing. All right. Okay, so um, again, people pleasing the people pleaser mentality. Um, is something that is definitely heightened in these relationships and something that you're going to have to do a lot of to maintain the relationship with a narc. Because once you stop feeding the narc the supply that they need, like they will notice that. And that is going to cause some issues, some relationship dynamic issues within your relationship. They're going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not getting my supply that I need. Okay, and they may react abusively, they may withdraw, they may do silent treatment, they may go cheat on you, they may just discard you all outright. Okay, um, so if it's not something that you dealt with prior or before the relation, not prior, but before the relationship, then um, some people can develop this because they spend the time in the relationship trying to make the narcissist happy because narcissists will end up eventually consuming the relationship and making the relationship one-sided and about them. Okay. Now in the beginning, the relationship may seem like, oh, it's all about you. They love you. They give you flowers. They take you out everywhere they are amazing they do whatever you want they massage your feet they they rub your back they buy you all these things they lavish you like they know what they're doing to get you hooked in that's called the love bombing stage they know what they're doing to hook you in okay now once they get that hook in (laughs) just know that's when the next stages will start to happen and that is they will love bomb you then they will start to devalue you and bring you in you know start to pull back that's when the abuse will start to happen they may discard you boom 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 if they don't discard you then it will repeat itself they will come back and they will love bomb they will leave breadcrumbs here and there to keep you in the uh, in the addiction to keep them in the relationship like y'all it's a whole cycle and i'll break that cycle down in a different podcast but this podcast is getting long already so we're not gonna go there right now But again, um, it's really, really important um, that if you can just like assess like how much of this relationship has been about me or you speaking as you, how much has it been about me pleasing the narcissist? How much has it been about what he, he, she needs? Okay. Just so you know, women can be narcissists too okay even though I speak mostly to women on my channels on my podcast okay um, women can be narcissists too okay another psychological impact of narcissistic abuse is self-destructive habits yes going back to the um addictions that can develop from being with 
a narcissist or being in an abusive relationship, sometimes you can develop habits to cope with that pain of being in that relationship. And sometimes these habits or these addictions can stick for a while, okay? Especially depending on whatever it is that you started to pick up. Whether it was a food addiction, whether it's a drug addiction, alcohol addiction, whatever the addiction may be, okay, um, it can take time um, and it can take a toll on you. You know, if you start to eat excessively, now you may start to battle things with your health. Maybe you might battle obesity and different things like that. Um, if you're someone who starts to take on an alcohol addiction, now you may start to become dependent on alcohol. And you use that as an outlet for things and you might take time to have to break that addiction. If it's a drug addiction, depending on the severity of the drug, that addiction can take a huge toll on your life. Start to mess with you financially, mentally and emotionally and start to cause you to fall into riskier behaviors and doing certain things. Okay, Um, maybe if you're someone who is a business owner or someone who um, what has certain passions and things that they love to do. Maybe you might start to not do the passions anymore. Maybe you might start to neglect your business and neglect the things that you once loved and liked. And so you start, instead you adopt, you know, bad behaviors, maybe watching TV to just numb your mind, maybe just sitting in your room in the dark, not, I don't know, I'm just naming things, but something that is destructive, that is not helpful to you, to your goals, or to your passions and where you want to go in life, okay? So this is not a complete list of psychological impacts of narcissistic abuse. There are, it's, it's a lot more things that can happen, Um But yes, if you noticed that you're in a relationship right now um, and you are experiencing a multitude of these signs or these psychological impacts, you are not in a healthy relationship. And it's kind of time to start to reassess, reassess what you're doing in this relationship, how this relationship's impacting you and the toll that is taking on you and what it is that you need to do to get out of the relationship, especially if you haven't had a conversation with this person and this person hasn't changed, this person isn't getting better and loving you or doing things differently, okay? Um, And if you're someone who has been in a narcissistic relationship and you are fresh out of it and you're like, man, something is wrong with me, like I'm having all these issues and I feel crazy and I feel like something is like really off, it's because you were abused, And this is real. Narcissistic abuse is real. It's deep and it hurts. And it's a silent abuse. Okay. I don't care what nobody tells you. A lot of people don't understand narcissistic abuse, especially if they have not been in the relationship with someone who is a narcissist or they've experienced the abuse for themselves. But it is a silent abuse, especially if the narcissist is not a physical abuser, meaning they don't physically hit you. But if they are emotional and mental financial abuser, you will not know, especially like covert narcissists, the most 
the sneakiest ones, the, the, the sweet talking ones, like you will not know. Okay. Until over time you start to develop these psychological issues or start to, um, start to realize like, okay, something is wrong and this person is not right. Okay. Sometimes it can take years before you even realize that you are in a narcissistic, um, or in a narcissistic relationship. All right. So if you are someone who has realized that these are some things that you are battling with, it is really, really, really important that you understand and accept that you were abused, accept that it's time to get out of the situation and take the necessary steps to get help to start to heal, whether that's through a therapist, whether that's through a psychologist or a counselor, um, a life coach or and please be, be really mindful on who you choose to be a therapist, who you choose to be your counselor, because if they are not equipped to deal with people who um, have been in narcissistic relationships, they're probably not going to be the best and they can actually do more harm than good. Okay. So be really mindful about who you pick to counsel you and give you therapy. Okay. Um, another thing is to seek support groups, groups that can help you. Um, there's so many out there where there's other people who have been in these narcissistic relationships where they've been abused okay and hurt and it really helps to have some support and know that you're not alone and just speaking to you from this podcast I want you guys to know you are not alone I know the pain that you went through I know the feelings and the emotional and psychological um situation that you are in and the things that you're experiencing I understand it I know it it's not okay and it's real and it hurts and it's deep and it's gonna take some time to heal from it but I promise you you will heal from it you will recover from it you will get through it even if it's ugly right now even if it hurts right now even if you can't see the tunnel the light at the end of the tunnel it will come are listening to the Rooted by Coco Let's Heal podcast, where I aim to help women heal, overcome trauma, escape the cycle of unhealthy relationships and thinking patterns, and break through limiting psychological and spiritual barriers. I want to inspire and empower women to grow, to love themselves, to increase their faith and relationship with God, and live purpose-driven lives fueled by happier and healthier versions of themselves. I am so happy to have you here and thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast. I am your host, Kalina Carlisle, CEO, Certified Life, Health and Nutrition Coach. Thank you.